It's times like these that allow us to remember what's important and who's important and what we can do for others. Welcome to the Adversity to Advantage podcast. I'm Petra Belzebor, and this is the place to discuss tips, tricks, and hacks to build your resilience through your worst rock bottoms and get you to a place of success. I'll be interviewing people from all walks of life, professionals, individuals who've been through their own adversity, and allow them to share their authentic and real life stories, opinions, and ideas about how to utilize our worst rock bottoms and allow them to catapult us into success. Welcome to the show. My goodness, these are strange times that we're living in. I want to welcome everyone. Hope you're still listening to podcasts. My opinion around the virus that is shaking up the world and certainly bringing a lot of fear and uncertainty into the my audience as well as my peer group uh, and everyone everywhere really as reflected in the media. I've just left the gym by the way. So I'm a bit out of breath, but I want to weigh in on the conversation, but mostly from a place of how can we manage uncertainty? How can we look after ourselves during this time that understandably is really difficult and specifically for small business owners, entrepreneurs, people in event spaces, training and development. So many small businesses just can't take the hit of a possible UK lockdown and the impact that that could have on running our businesses. I know for some of us, we can work somewhat remote and we can adapt. But if you're a bit down to the wire, if you've already been struggling in some way financially, then something like this can just feel like a looming pressure, one that it's really difficult to plan and prepare for because of so many unknowns. And I've just seen people react in a number of ways and financial distress, physical health distress, perhaps living in a city or country that isn't near your family. So you may have the worry of isolation, living on your own or being away from family. All of these things are known to be sort of trigger points for those of us who can experience poor mental health. So lack of connection, financial insecurity, business insecurity and health insecurity can all just trigger so many things around not being okay. And really, we can suddenly spend our time catastrophizing about the future. And certainly we can catastrophize about how unfair life is and how it's somehow personal to our struggle to have a big event happen in this way. And I wanna have total compassion for people who may be struggling or be worried about their immune system or their children's and, and what might happen. But I also think that there are things that we can do to protect our mind and the routines and habits that perhaps you've put in place during peacetime. Now's the time not to scrap them and just hang out with people who are going to talk about the negatives around this but to hang out with people and to, to, put your, to, put, to put actually more action into your routines and habits, adapting them perhaps, but in order to up your game around mindset. Like these are the times that we train for. 
we, we do the meditation, we practice being present, we practice being connected and in the moment and looking after ourselves so that when these very times hit, and they will, because life is full of uncertainty and this just happens to be on an unprecedented scale, but we would always have uncertainty from an individual basis from our businesses, from our health, financial perspectives. And so the fact that it's everywhere or could be everywhere and that the media bombards us with the worst case scenarios certainly can challenge every structure and training that we've been doing. But it's kind of like if you've been hitting the gym because you want to run the marathon, you want to do an Ironman or something like that, you got six months, seven months intense training to get you to that point. And when that point comes that you're hitting the race, you don't have a choice but to keep moving forward. You can either drop out or you can show up and move forward. And that may seem like a flippant way to compare these times to, but I actually genuinely believe that the, the practice and the habits that we've been creating during peacetime or during our individual struggles are really set up for us to master them now, to master them now. So what, what can we do around our, our mindset? I've got a few suggestions that I think could be useful, but equally, every case is different. And of course, if you're worried about your health, follow the guidance on self-isolation and whatever that might be. But in thinking about kind of the five ways to well-being, all of that should still stand in helping us think about how we look after our health and our mental health now. So if you've had some kind of meditation practice, uh, routines around setting your intentions, around what do you want to do as well as who you want to be, now is the time to up your game on those. And it might be that there's a shitload that's out of your control. It might be that you don't know about your business surviving. It might be that you don't know if you can pay rent if, the, if lockdown occurs for the next few months. You simply might not know what's around the corner, but one thing you do know and do always have in your control is how you choose to react. So go right back to Viktor Frankl's book, Man's Search for Meaning, where he's out in Auschwitz, and he created this whole methodology by observing and surviving himself and realizing that we can always practice gratitude, we can always appreciate the important things in life. It can just bring us down from our materialistic, consumerist nature and society into one that is actually connecting with the people around us and gratitude for our health and communities. So if you have a practice around, I love the, the question, who do I want to be today? Because there might be the things that I do might be out of my control, but who I want to be always stands as Viktor Frankl suggests. So, you know, I want to be present. I want to be calm. I want to be there for my family. And some things that we can do are reach out to people who may be living on their own. And these days, this is the beauty of technology, is that we can reach out to people and connect with them in order to check in and get outside of ourselves and look out for people in our community. 
I also think it's really good to manage the fear impulse because when we're in a fear place, um, we go into fight or flight and it's really hard to make kind of decisions that are really gonna benefit us in the long run. And one of the ways that I do that is I really, I, well, I barely watch the news, so I try and really curate the media input and the content that's out there that, so that wants to impact how I view the situation. I might look at a few headlines from reputable sources, but actually I don't want 95% of my brain bombarded with the worst case scenario because it makes it harder for me to then be present and manage my thinking. Now, if we can manage our thinking, then we're able to manage our emotions and everything else that comes after that. So one of the ways I do that is guard my mind from too much media input. I don't have a, a constant uh, reel. In, even if I'm with friends who are just like, this seems to be the only topic of conversation now, how we're all fucked, right? And of course, I want to give space for people to talk their fear and be supportive where I can. But equally, I'll disrupt it and be like, okay, now say three things that you're grateful for. Or let's challenge each other to also look at what's possible within these kind of stressful times. Because the thing is, we can't fully prevent or stop what's happening. A whole load of it is out of our control. Obviously, we can follow guidelines and do what we can, but a lot of it's out of our control. And one of the mantras that I live my life by is asking that question. What's in my control versus what's out of my control? What's in my control is how I react, my mindset, the practices that I still put in place, trying to be present and, and break things down to what can I do right now? I can love my children. Maybe I can save a bit of money just in case the hard times come. I can connect with my friends. I can continue to exercise, try and eat well, and use it as a time to invest in my health and be reflective about what's important to me. And what's, then what's out of my control, I can kind of trust the universe and go with Louise Hay's context, her book, about how the universe has our back. And I know these are times when many of us think the universe doesn't have our back. And, but I really do believe that there, there's a mindset that you can have around this. One is we're all doomed. This always happens to me. I don't know why people take acts of kind of the universe personally in that way. And life is hard and it's gonna stay hard and it's a struggle and I'll never be able to get out of this. When actually, even if you lose everything, I mean, my business could crumble if we go in lockdown in a few months, working for myself and, you know, relying on training. And if there's no kind of gatherings or conferences, I'll have to adapt, right? But even if I lost everything, if I had my health, if my children were okay, and if I could continue to connect and use the frame that life is about growth, then my God, this is an opportunity for growth, right? And I know that sounds extreme to some of you because you're like, oh, for fuck's sake, can this growth just stop already? But I kind of relish that times come that I've been training for. Yes, I sometimes get tired and get some of those thoughts as well, but I'm actually like, all right, this is what's in front of me. How do I break this down? And I also know that many businesses, when there's financial downturns, the ones that hold their nerve 
keep their head in the game and look for the opportunities actually can end up thriving much better than other organizations once things balance out. So it all starts with mindset. It starts with, is this where I give in the throw in the towel and give up and let life have its way with me? Or is this when I hold my shoulders a little higher, hold my chin up, look straight ahead at life and go bring it on, you know? And I guess for those of us who've had the privilege of some pretty horrific stuff happening in our life in the past, we've had the opportunity to train, to build resilience, to work on our mindset, to tell ourselves that this too shall pass, that this will not break me. If you couldn't break me before, there's no way that you're gonna break me now. And this is a choice, and, 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 I, and these are times when I actually feel privileged for some of the stuff that I've been through, because I've built that resilience, but not only that, it's having a growth mindset and going, no matter how bad things get, we can learn, we can develop, we can connect, we can actually remember what's fucking important in the world. And it's, and it's our family and our friends, and I wanna kind of lean in and get closer to people. And I've realized actually some learning that's been going on recently for me is some of you know, I've, I've done some trauma therapy. I've been trying to un uncover or process, release some stuff from the past. And while I've learned from it, I'm not sure now that it was fully the right approach because it made me sit in the problem. It made me sit in what was broken and what wasn't right rather than kind of reminding myself that I'm not broken, I'm whole and I can handle things. And the knock-on effect of that kind of looking inward, being re-traumatized in a way by trying to work on it with the best intention in the world is I've inadvertently offended, pushed away, lacked empathy or not been fully present for some of my close, close, close friends and absolutely not intentionally, but I got so internalized focusing inward on my own shit that I forgot that the world is made up of people and if I don't invest in my friendships and the people around me well then when times are hard or even when they're not like friendships just don't survive they're not they don't stay even and equal and supportive on both parties if I'm the one I guess getting a little self-absorbed with what I needed to fix in myself. And I actually think it's times like these that allow us to remember what's important and who's important and what we can do for others. And I say that very much realizing that it's funny, I got a, an email from Sainsbury's where I often do online shopping. And there's an email saying we are restocking our items. They must have said it eight times in this one email. Please only buy what you need. If everyone buys what they need, there'll be enough for everyone. But these are the times when people are in fight or flight and lack self-awareness and are completely paranoid and only listening to the drip drip feed of the media that they start panic buying um, and thinking really only of themselves rather than how can we lean in and step up 
to our communities. Yes, even in crazy cities like London, where we've been conditioned to be pretty self-absorbed, you know? But how can we lean in and actually play our part in connecting? And that doesn't have to be financially. It literally is picking up the phone and is being that word of support for people who may be in that fear state and may find the mindset tricks a little bit difficult. I'm also really not trying to convince anyone to have like an uber positive mindset about this. I can't convince anyone to have any sort of mindset. And so if friends are, you know, feeling the fear, it's a real, I'm trying to have a real compassionate response to that. But equally, I feel, I don't feel afraid. <laughs> that might sound crazy, but uh, I don't feel afraid. And, and that might be because I'm so conditioned and trained up to deal with crisis. Well, like if anything, these are the times that I'm like, you know, I was made for these times. So I'm not trying to convince anyone to change their mindset, but I do think, especially if you have a predisposition for mental health issues, which means that you might, the fear might be triggering off anxiety or depression or any number of health conditions that perhaps you've managed quite well in peacetime, but something like this disrupts in a big way. Reach out to people, talk about it, but, and, and, and talk about the anxiety or whatever's coming up for you as honestly as possible. And this is the and bit that people often miss. And take responsibility. Take responsibility for your mindset. Take responsibility for who you are, how you show up in the world, how you choose, because there's choice here, how you choose to think about this time, how you choose to develop yourself, look after your businesses, communicate with your jobs, and reach out to other people. And if you haven't read Viktor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning, uh, Google it. Uh, watch some documentary, uh, some YouTube footage on it if you don't want to pay for a book. I'm sure the content is, is online. Viktor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning. And practice gratitude. Practice gratitude is science-backed now, where, where they do brain scans and can see how, how it supports neuroplasticity and allows us to have a completely different experience of the same thing. So we could both be experiencing the same thing, but we could have vastly different experiences based on how much we're willing to invest in our mindset and actually choose gratitude over despair. So check that book out. Look after yourselves, people. Connect, connect with me. Let's get through this together, supporting each other, not hiding away in defeat. Um, I've also weighed up isolation and our mental health. And I mean, I've literally uh, talked to people who are like, yeah, I could self-isolate, but that could make me suicidal. Like literally isolation can be the worst thing for our mental health, but it could be the best thing for our physical health, which is a real shitty conundrum for some of us. But I would practice gratitude if you do need to isolate. And please, please, please use technology. This is where our Skype calls Get some FaceTime in. Don't just be on the phone, don't just be on text, but try and use video FaceTiming 
Zoom, Skype, whatever it might be, to see people because sometimes this is a time when we text, we don't want to ask for help or say that we're struggling face to face, but actually if you're self-isolating, it's actually, and you've got the absence of, of sort of hugs and physical contact, it's really important to, to see people, to have that eye connection and to be seen and to allow each other to, to be present with each other because it can just counter some of those isolating effects where our head really can start to play tricks on us when we're alone. So, so check that, take some responsibility for that. If somebody's like, let's have a call and you're isolated, ask them to switch to FaceTime and, you know, try and connect with people in that way as well. So gratitude people, check your mindset, take some personal responsibility, have some compassion for yourselves and others as far as the choices that you might need to make, but also look after your physical health, uh, look after each other and watch your media intake. Of course, listen to bulletins or information about action that your country might be taking but ultimately choose how you respond because you don't have to respond in a state of panic you get to choose to make the right choice for you have a great week thanks for listening to the adversity to advantage podcast please do subscribe and review on itunes every comment makes a difference we really appreciate hearing from you and please do get in touch through petrabelzebor.com if you're interested in any training coaching therapy or just to join the community and get more information on ways that you can build your own resilience until next time